welcome back to Draco's Den, everybody. It is time for a new show, and I couldn't settle on just one topic this week, so we're going to get to a few different ones. Now, the show may or may not be too long. I mean, if you've been listening up this far, you know sometimes they're really long, sometimes they're really short, so we'll just see how this one goes as I get through it, but... We're going to cover a couple different topics today because I couldn't settle on just one and I felt I could cover them in short bursts. And we didn't have a guest for this week because, I don't know, people in their time schedules are weird these days. So I'm home on a, you know, on a Sunday night and I'm going to record and talk about some stuff that was suggested, some stuff that I feel like getting off my chest because, you know, this show is all about um, speaking freely and kind of a form of therapy for me. So we're going to get into a couple of different topics here. And let's start with the most obvious. You know, we are still in a COVID-19 world. So I feel the need to touch a little bit on the topic of mental health, especially now, especially in my and talk a little bit about support, entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about friends. We're going to talk about a little bit of everything because I've had some shit go on. And, you know, we'll also get a, a little touch on my spiritual path and some things that are frustrating me with being on my path and mainly dealing with other people while I'm on this path. So buckle up, buttercups, because it's going to be a... Wild topic. I'm not going to promise a rant, but I'm not going to guarantee that I won't rant. We'll just see how it feels as I get into each particular topic. Now, that being said, let's go ahead and I'm kind of going to combine the support, friendship, and entrepreneurship and the spirituality. Like, this is all kind of a blended thing here. So, I've watched over COVID 19 as a couple of my friends have really advanced their personal businesses. Um, you know, I've got friends that make jewelry. I have other, uh, you know, friends that like me that write books. Of course, I'm still writing mine, still marketing, still trying to get sales, um, still trying to get people to, you know, add some more reviews so that I can, you know, market the, those books a little bit more easily and so that they will you know, sell more. And I've noticed, you know, some issues with support in this. You know, I'm going to speak to the people that are supposed to be supporters in this one. And I'm going to kind of cast a little light on this that should be fucking obvious at this point, but apparently is not so obvious to some people. If you have a friend that has launched any kind of business, whether they are a writer, you know, fiction writer, poet, uh, you know, they've got editing businesses, they're now a graphic designer and they're good at it. Um, they're a chef, they're a baker, they make jewelry, they sell sex toys, whatever the fuck it is. Now, most of us have very simple ways to ask you to support. If you see that your friend who was, you know, starting their business is sharing 
pictures of their product on Facebook, images of book covers, links to their product, links to their book covers. You know, they have a website and you see that we keep sharing. And I'm going to speak specifically because I've seen this problem happen a lot lately. If your friend sells a specific product and they keep posting pictures of new products as they make them, so they sell earrings, they sell jewelry or whatever the fuck, and they post a picture of each piece and are like, hey, I just made this, you know, this, uh, this is up for sale now. Here is what does not support this. It does not support that person for you to post on their status and just say, oh, that's mine. Oh, I want that. You're not helping. It's a sales post. And you can want one. And by all means, please come buy one. But if you're not also sharing it, especially if you see that person's making multiple, you're not helping us because you I, that's one sale. But I could have made two, three. I could have made 30 fucking sales off you sharing that post with people that are similar minded. And it does not help us if you immediately claim something on the post, because if you claimed it, either I have to respond and be a dick, or the, the seller has to respond and be a total dick about it. I'm like, well, no, this I, I can't let you claim this just yet, which makes us look bad and makes you mad at us. Or we have to let it slide, and then everybody else who comes like, oh, well, somebody already claimed it, and I guess they're only making one. And even if the post says I made 30, don't make your claim under the fucking post. If you're going to make a claim, you message us, call us personally, hey, that thing you just posted, I want one. But then share the damn post. And Facebook is a wonderful thing and Twitter too, because we can see what you share. We get a little notification when you share our stuff. And a lot of you People around me, I've noticed, people that are on my friend list love to say, well, oh, I'm so proud of you, and oh, I can't wait to support you, and blah, blah, blah. Speaking for myself as an author, the biggest way you can support me is buy my damn book, share my link, and post a review, and don't mention, by the way, in the damn review that you know me. Because that shouldn't have anything to do with your review. I don't give a fuck if you bomb the damn review, to be honest. I just need the number of reviews to increase. I mean, if you're bombing just to be a dick, I'm going to be a little pissed. But th this is what helps me specifically as an author. You're buying the book, you're sharing the book, you're reviewing the book. Your review helps go into Amazon's weird-ass formula, especially, because that's currently where all my books are. That goes into their little algorithm so that they can put my book out in suggestions for others that read in my genre. The more reviews I get, the closer I get to that point. And while I've noticed that I get emails suggesting my own damn books, I don't know how often those go out to everybody else. But the more reviews you have, the more often those books and those emails go out with your books and the suggestions. That helps. So also, also from a purely, you know, logical perspective from our point of view, without counting in sales and algorithms and all that shit, I like feedback. Most authors like feedback. 
if we're striving to put out more books and and maybe improve our craft, it helps to get a review every so often that says, you know, this thing you did in the story, I fucking hate that. And here's why. That being said, I also, if you don't want to do a long, detailed ass review, don't need that either. You just want to do a quick rating and write one to two sentences. That's fine. Amazon will take that. You bought the book, you read the book, you reviewed the book, you liked the book, whatever the fuck. That helps. And then when you see that link pop up, I don't give a shit that you've seen it every day for two, three weeks in a row. When you see it, hit the share button. Somebody on your friends list might like this book. I try to share as much as I see of people's products that are, you know, for sale. And I know Facebook's, you know, algorithm is not exactly the most helpful thing either. So you're not going to see it every time that I post it. But you will see some of it. Likewise, with your other entrepreneur friends, you got that friend selling jewelry, share that shit. Now, I know some of you may be a little squeamish about the friend that sells the sex toys, but I mean, if you know you got a group that, that that's their type of thing, or you know you got some friends that that's their type of shit, or that's what they've been looking for, or that's what they like to buy, share that. Do something that supports your friends. Actually be a supporter. It is lovely when you give us compliments in person, but you know, at the end of the day, your compliments don't help make me any money. In addition to that, I've noticed that there is an increased bit of like jealousy, like because those are people that suddenly get annoyed. Why do you keep posting this every day? Because this is my passion, this is my livelihood, and this is what I want to make money with. If you have a fucking problem, there's an unfriend button. And we also notice when you only come to certain type of statuses, but you comment on everything else we do, but what we're trying to sell. Now, I have some limitations on how I support people, but it's because of the lack of support that I've seen from certain people. So if you start some kind of business spoof after I've clearly been in, in the game since 2012 as far as writing my books. And you decide to ask me, well, can you share something of mine? I'm going to, I've, I've already taken a mental note of whether or not you ever shared anything of mine. So some of those people get a little mad at me because I'm not sharing shit that you do because you never shared mine. You never supported mine in any way. And I realized that my particular product is not for everybody, but everybody got somebody on their friend list that this might appeal to. I've noticed some of our, you know, the people that we call friend, even best friends sometimes, are not actually supporters. And these are people that we hang with every day, every other day, talk to every day, but we can't get them to share a damn link. We can't get them to, you know, actually buy a product. And here's another thing. You are not supporting us if you ask for free products. It is not supporting me to be like, well, hey, you know, could you give me a copy of, my, of your book? Hell no. What do I get out of that? 
See, I, as much as I love to write, this is also something that I use to make money. And I'm not making money if I'm giving you a book. And the fact that you would ask me pisses me off worse. Now, don't get me wrong. We all, authors do giveaways. But we do giveaways at our own leisure. And with purpose. To generate some interest. It's not generating any damn interest if you just walk up to me like, well, hey, I really want to read your books. Can you give me one? Fuck you. Is my instant response. And I will add to this. My mother and father bought my books. They did not ask me for free copies. I did. Th I do think I may have given my mother one or two that she hadn't gotten yet. But my first book, my mother went out and bought. Like twice. And she bought the ebook form of it. And she has the physical copy of it. And she sits my books out when people come over to her home. You know, so they see this thing that her son does. She shares my links every time she sees them. That's support, assholes. It is not supportive to ask this person for free shit. And I'm going to go a little further down the rabbit hole. This doesn't just include, you know, those of us that are authors or those of us that sell shit like, you know, jewelry or, you know, baked goods or whatever the fuck. This includes your spiritual friends that do tarot readings. And this is a little personal one for me, so I'm offend a couple of people. Do not insult us by expecting free tarot readings. Sure, some of us might feel, be in the mood to give one. Maybe we decide to use that as a divination tool to give you some advice on a problem that you're having. Maybe. But if we didn't decide to do it, don't ask us for it for free. Especially with tarot readings. I'm, we are attuning to your energy and that shit is draining as we are connecting to you and trying to give you this good old spiritual guidance that you need or are asking for. Do not. Do not assume that we're going to do it for free. And then don't get offended if at one point maybe we did it for practice for free but we tell you at this point, you know, we've gotten really good with it and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback and you got to pay like everybody else. And I don't give a shit if you are family. You can be mama, daddy, one of my children, my nieces, my nephews. I don't give a fuck. If it's a particular service, especially with tarot and oracle readings or the books or whatever, that's a service that you finna pay for. And so everybody has a different scale. Don't judge any of us by somebody else's scale. I don't do things exactly the same way somebody else does. Some people only like to do their tarot readings in person. Some people, um, if they do them from a distance, they want to be on video. I ain't one of them people. You can message me and I will do your reading and it can be totally me typing out and it's actually easier for me. And the reading will be pretty fucking spot on most of the time. Sometimes I might tell you, do you have, a, I might ask if you have a question or if you didn't have a specific question, you just want to see what the universe got to say for you. Fine. That's, I can do that too. Some people have set rates. Some of them are very high priced. Some of them are fairly low priced. 
Some of their prices change. Some of them vary their prices based on what spread, what type of reading you're getting. Some people are like me and they're like, well, just hit me what you feel the reading is worth. And the caveat on that is if I give you a reading and you decide to tip me absolutely nothing, I'm absolutely never give you another reading. Don't take advantage of nices. That's my chosen price scale for that because it is a side thing for me that I enjoy doing. It's not my primary, you know, income or anything like that, but I do expect payment for my services. And that includes the friends. That includes the inner circle. If you don't have coins to pay for the reading, you should probably not bother me. I don't feel that anybody else is any more special than the other. There should at least be some kind of trade-off. So if I'm giving you a reading I, and you make jewelry, I won't miss a damn jewelry. Every time. Every time that I give you a reading. Or, you know, if I'm giving you a reading and you bake a lot of good shit, I want whatever the fuck bake good that I like that you make. I want a cake, a cookie, a pie, a, a, a pudding, whatever the fuck. Fair is fair. Somehow I'm getting, I, I'm getting payment for waste, you know, spending all my damn energy doing this reading. At the end of the day, if you're going to support, actually fucking support. Don't call yourself a supporter if you ain't sharing nothing, ain't buying nothing. You're not supporting. And before anyone comes in and says, well, what about moral support? Moral support is great in the beginning when I need someone to help me build up the, the courage to do whatever this venture is. After that, I need the actual support helping me get word out there. I need the actual support of buying some fucking product, leaving a review on the product. M most importantly, understand this, our time ain't free either. You know, I know some people that, you know, their line of business requires, you know, a consultation before you get into the actual business. Respect that person's time. Respect their policies. And don't expect anybody to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody fucks up. Big business, small business, it doesn't matter. Now, we all have our limits and our thresholds for imperfections, and that's fine. You don't need to bash motherfucker just because something unavoidable happened or whatever. But since we're on this topic, let's talk about the other issues that I'm seeing in some of my friendships. Because it's not just in my personal ventures and business ventures that I've noticed some issues with some friends. Sometimes it's just we're developing issues just personally. You may ask, what do I mean by this? Well, if you have a member of your group that's the advice-giving friend, the one that can kind of see shit from different angles, maybe that friend is a bit more spiritual, especially in the case of someone like me, I have to relay a little message from all of the support giving high functioning ass friends that are always give there for you to listen to you and give you advice on whatever the fuck the situation is we motherfucking tired 
And if you're asking, well, what do you mean by that? I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Being the spiritual advice-giving friend is the most tiring fucking role ever. Especially when we have, you know, we're a bit of an impasse, so we can relate to you on an emotional path. And I'm the type of person that I like to see things from different angles. So I can explain the situation from an, you know, an opposing point of view just to tie it in perspective for you. But sometimes that shit gets real tiring. It is exhausting being some people's friends, especially the dumb friends. And I'm not talking about the, the, you know, the friends that just aren't book smart. No, no. I'm talking about the dumb bitch that's indecisive, that flips back and forth on what they want, that goes into situations that are self-destructive, that ain't setting a, the best example for their kids, and you sitting here helping raise these motherfucking kids, but of course you're not the, the actual parent, so you just kind of have to sit back and watch sometimes. Look here. If you don't came to your friend for advice on the same situation three, four, five, six times, bitch, we tired. In my case, if I if not only have you come to me for advice, but you've come to me for a reading, and them readings have told your dumb ass the same shit every time I give you one, first off, I'm done giving you readings. Secondly, the nicer side of me is done because now you just become every dumb ass in the book. And some people feel that I'm a little harsh on this one, but I have to tell you, sometimes we just get really, really tired of saying the same thing over and over and over again or watching you make this same stupid-ass mistake. And understand, yes, it is your stupid-ass mistake to make, but stop asking us about it if you're just going to do the same shit. If you know that your dumb ass is going to be after the same ain't-shit-ass dude or ain't-shit-ass broad, and we're not going to discriminate sexually here, if you know you're going to put up with the same shit don't come ask your friends for advice. And another thing, don't tell your friends shit that's going to make us dislike your significant other if you're going to stay with the bitch. So, for an example, I have a friend who has a soon-to-be spouse or whatever that likes to call her out her name when he get mad. Likes to accuse her of everything under the sun. If she do anything not within his motherfucking eyesight, all of a sudden she must be fucking another man. She can't even necessarily tend to her children in peace, even though she had these children before she ever met his dumb ass. And she she can't even video chat in, in uh, you know, the friends anymore. We can't talk to you if you're with him, which is most of the fucking time. This be type for him. I can't get no advice to. We can't even speak. But when you get upset with him, all of a sudden you come back in a group of friends and you want to vent. But then you want us to act like ain't shit wrong when we see him. No, no, sweetie. This man has called you every kind of foul ass name just because you didn't give him exactly what he wanted or you had to put your children before him and he is a toxic selfish controlling motherfucker and the world must your world must revolve around him you can't have friends outside of him blah 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 
But you want to come and you want to vent to us. Don't come vent to me. Do not come vent to your friends. Because see, or your family. Because see, you forgave him for whatever foul ass name he called you. You got past it or you ignored it and decided to stick with his ass. We ain't got past shit. We not over it. We ain't going to get over it. We want to whoop his ass. We hope he falls face first off a cliff. We hope that motherfucker just don't come home one night. Like, we apparently in this in these type of cases care more about you than you care about you. Now, you don't told us all this, but then you want us to come over for a dinner or, you know, be happy for engagements or whatever. Bitch, look, I ain't have shit. I ain't gonna act like I'm happy for shit. And I don't want to hear any more of your problems. I don't even want to hear the minor shit. Because you've now made a choice, as you've made before, and you will continue to make, to put up with the toxicity and the bullshit. So don't bring it to us. Stop putting that weight on us. Because now we mad. We mad as motherfucking. Oh, we tired. At this point, it's gone beyond mad. We just get tired. Like, what the fuck are you telling us for? You want to stay in the same stupid-ass situation. Or, you have the other friend that can't decide between two motherfuckers. Can't decide between the devil she knows that's been fucking her over for years, or the one she don't know that's actually trying to do something decent by her. Fucked up one good time, admitted how he fucked up, but is trying to make it right, but you can't decide between two, bitch. Get out my face. I can go on and on with these situations. You know, uh, you, you got some of the friends that's the the stupid baby mama or stupid baby daddy. I had a couple of those. What I mean is the, they the baby mama that won't let the daddy see the child if they not together or if he got another girlfriend, even if they not together, but she got another man. Hate those bitches too. I, and those I can't remain friends with. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is stupid. Or if you got a friend who's the daddy that ain't shit, and he might try to play it up like, you know, I'm trying to be a good daddy. No, 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 bro. If you can hustle up twenty dollars every day to get you a bag of weed. You can hustle up the money you need to get a lawyer to get rights to see your child. We can't even be cool. Because I've, I've, I do have a couple of these that I have sat back and I've watched. And I'm like, every fucking day, you can hustle up whatever you need to get your little bag of weed. But then you sit here and I'm like, well, my girl, my, my baby mama won't let me see my kids. What's more important, the weed or your kid? And it's not a shot at the weed smokers, by the way. If you want to smoke weed, smoke weed. Have fun. I don't give a shit. But priorities. If you can get rid of that weed habit and get you the money to pay you a damn lawyer to get visitation or, you know, custody of your children, I think you should give up the weed until you get what you wanted and what you deserve and what your children deserve. That's just me. And I'm not the type of friend that will not tell you these things. If you're doing something 
that makes you kind of a shitty human being, I'm going to call you out on it. But I'm a little tired of calling people out on their shit. I mean, at this point, I've spent a lot of time in the past few months calling people out on things because they come to me for shit. So I'm calling people out on, you know, you want to, you, you claim you want a serious relationship, but you can't move in, in a healthy direction. And you might have a healthy option right there in front of your face, but you too stuck on the motherfucker you already know. And then you haven't taken the time to actually heal from your hurts. So you sitting there and you're damaging this other person and you want someone to enable you. Here's the thing, you know, if you one of those people that always ask for advice from a certain friend, y'all need to decide what you want. Do you want advice or do you want someone to enable the shit you're already doing? Meaning, if you love toxic motherfuckers, if you want to stay in this unhealthy, unhappy ass relationship or marriage, and you just want somebody to tell you to stay there, you don't want the friend that's like me. You don't want the advice-giving friend. You want the friend that's too scared to speak their mind. You want the fake-ass friend that's just like, oh, well, yeah, girl, he's a, he's a good man, or, or yeah, dude, she's, she's a good girl, or whatever the fuck. Go ask that friend if what you were looking for was acceptance and enabling. But if you want an, you know, an actual, you know, advisor in the situation, if you want something constructive, something that's healthy, that that's when you go to the advice given or the spiritual friend. Especially those of us that are really in tune with, you know, higher portions or higher frequencies of ourselves. You come to us when you want legitimate advice. Like, look, you, and a lot of times the advice that we give is shit that you already know. You just need somebody else to say it. I get that. I'm cool with that. I'm not cool with the ones that are really set in being in their self-destructive behaviors. And you just want to, you want someone to be a yes man. Like, oh yeah, that, that thing you're doing, that's really good. That's really helpful. You should keep doing that. I ain't different. I'm never going to be different. And any of your really good advice-giving friends and spiritual friends, we're not going to be their friend. Especially if they talk like me. I do not have it in me to filter or, or sugarcoat shit. Now, I have learned in certain situations to be silent. So I'm going to speak to the, the group, you know, groups of friends. If you want to know my opinion on something, but I know that you really don't want my actual opinion, you want me to agree with you, the very best you can hope for from me is I will ignore you. Meaning, if you're sending something in the group chat or you posted it on Facebook and you wanted, you know, everybody else is speaking on it and I have remained silent, I saw what you said. Especially if it's in, you know, some form of message group, you can see that I saw what you said. I purposely didn't respond. And I could do this when you are asking for advice. I will do this when you are telling us something that's fucking dumb or a decision you made is really stupid. If I don't have something 
positive to say, and I feel like, and this has happened to me quite a bit lately, you're going to take, you know, you're going to get offended when I tell you the truth. I'm not going to respond. If you've noticed that in a group setting, you'll say some stuff or you'll put some stuff out there and I'm silent, trust me, sweetie, it's not because I'm hating on your situation. If I wanted to not be single, I would not be single. So I'm not hating on your relationship, especially if you got a motherfucker that will call you out your name for dumb shit, for the slightest disagreement. If he will say toxic, destructive things to you, like, and knowing your past and will use it against you. Oh, no, no. I, there's nothing in that situation for me to hate on. I'm legitimately silent because I think you're a fucking moron. But instead of calling you a fucking moron when you did not actually ask me for my advice or my opinion, you were just telling me what you did, I chose to remain silent. Everyone else can go ahead and congratulate you. I don't give false congratulations. So if you decide to marry a toxic motherfucker and you was waiting on me to congratulate you, bitch, you're going to be waiting. Remember, you don't told me all kinds of shit that this person has done to you. All kinds of shit that this person has said to you. Sweetie, I'm not going to act like I'm happy. And no, I don't want to attend a damn wedding either. Don't send me an invite. I don't care. I'm not going to sit there like I'm happy. If you insist on me being there, don't expect me to be in a good mood about it. You're stupid. You've told me every toxic, disrespectful, disruptive thing that this person has done and you want me to be happy for you? What am I happy for? Happy that you finna be miserable for the rest of your life or for however long it takes you to divorce the motherfucker or for him to die? Or for you to die? I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm not that friend. I'm not going to act supportive when there's nothing for me to support. It is still your decision. By all means, go ahead and make your damn mistake. But... Don't expect me to speak on it. Don't expect me to... I'm not like everybody else on the first like, oh, it's about time y'all... No, the fuck it's not. It's about time you figure out this motherfucker ain't shit. And I'm sure that there's a couple of people that I know that may come across this and listen to this and feel like I'm talking about them. And if you feel like I'm talking about you, I am. I don't filter what I say. And if you approach me about it, I'll tell you exactly what the fuck I think. If you don't like it, I really don't give a shit. But I'm also the friend that's tired of giving advice. I'm, the, I, I'm tired of giving advice that's not followed. Now, if you ask me for you know advice on things, you actually take some. Now, and this, there's a difference between I give you advice, but that advice, while it was good, didn't actually work for you. That's one thing. But if it's like, you know, you ask me for, for guidance in, in your love life and, and, again, you got a toxic-ass individual and I'm like, you should probably leave. You should definitely leave. You should probably run like the fucking wind. But instead of doing that, you buckle down and marry some bitch. Like, what am I supposed to do with you? I'm not going to give you advice anymore. I don't want to hear your problems anymore. I don't want to hear... When he does something that's just total a total bitch ass move, I don't want to hear when he calls you out your name again. I don't want to hear when he puts your hands on you at this point because it was building to that point. And 
don't get me wrong, I'll rescue a friend from a domestic abuse situation the first time. And some people may not understand why I say the first time, because after the first time, you chose to go back and I can't help you. You got to help your damn self. I'm not finna deal with the drama. Now, if I don't went over there and I don't laid my hands on this motherfucker, I don't have, we don't got cops involved. I don't have to, you know, deal with, with explaining to the cops why I put my hands on this individual. Court dates, court hearings, all that good shit. And you go back to him? I ain't catching another case for you. Or a potential case. You got the one to get help. And far be it from me to be stuck here, you know, constantly getting involved in your drama. I got enough of my own shit going on. I got kids that I am taking care of from a distance and, you know, in some cases trying to get to me. One kid may come to me that I didn't really want to come back to me, but hell, he's kind of fucking up his life right now. Like, I have my own personal things to deal with. So I'm not going to go deal with your shit when you put yourself in a situation and you knew what you were getting into or getting back into. Point being, your friends notice shit too. We notice how you can only talk to us at certain times of the day. As a matter of fact, you can only talk to us when you at work and he at work. But if it's evening time or the weekend, we can't hear shit from you directly. You can post Facebook status because he can see that. Oh, and let's also put this out there. If I know that you put yourself into a situation such as an engagement or marriage just because you are at this point fucking lonely... But you proceed to keep entertaining somebody else from your past. To me, that's a bit of a confirmation that you're really only doing this because this motherfucker was the one that would was willing to marry you, but you know what you're getting into. But you're still willing to talk to and entertain this person from your past on a sexual type of level, relationship type of level, whatever the hell. You know what you're you know what you're doing. That means I really don't feel bad when I'm not excited for you or trying to help you with plans. Not, fuck all that. Because you ain't even committed to this situation. You just got desperate and you lonely and you was tired of laying alone at night. So you went back to a motherfucker you, had, you, you were with. You, you went back to what you know. Whatever. I don't have the time. Then you got the friend over here that's sitting here that like, oh, well, I don't know what I want to do. And when you really dissect the whole damn situation and and you're like, no, you know what you want to do. You just being a bitch about it. And I don't mean bitch in the sense of you being a rude motherfucker about it. I mean you being a little punk ass bitch about it. Okay. Mm, There's a limit to my advice giving there too. Like, come on now. After I've said my piece and I don't went over the situation a couple times, I don't got tired of talking. Do what you want to do. I don't give a fuck no more. I got other things to worry about. I've noticed, too, that a lot of friends, especially during this time period, we've just 
drifted apart. Now, don't get me wrong. I have different friends for different occasions. There are some friends I really don't need to talk to every day, but our friendship never weakens. But there are some that if we not speak it on a regular, no, there's something wrong. And it's some that I've had to cut out for different reasons. Some of you, your racism or your transphobia or your homophobia has kind of started to leak out. And I don't feel like having to deal with shit. It is not my job to educate you on any of these issues. And... I'm only going to tell you one time that something that you said offended the fuck out of me. And I'm and I'm probably going to say it in that way. And it's not going to get any nicer from there. There are some people that are just really sometimey that are only around when they need something from me. I've been cutting those out, too. I've noticed that during this pandemic, a lot of them have become much easier to cut out because the only fucking time they can call is when they need something. Oh, I need a ride. I need this. I need that. And I have, a, I have an issue with the I need a ride type motherfuckers, even if we are halfway decent friends. Because when my car go down, is you going to help on these repairs? No. Stop asking me for rides. I should not be your go-to for a ride when you can't help when something goes wrong in the car. Um... I'm like I, my tires are rather expensive on my car right now. I'm going to have to replace one right now because it got a, a nail stuck in it or whatever. And my one tire was two hundred dollars. Sometimes times get a little rough. Had to wait a little while to replace that. I ain't hurting these out. I, I need to ride my fuckers. Talking about oh, I got, I got money on this tire for you. But you best believe, as soon as that motherfucking tire is back up and I'm willing to let it drive on the highway, all I'm here is, hey, can you come here? Can you do this? Can you do-? No. I've been cutting a lot of that shit out. And my ability to say no is a lot stronger now. And frankly, let's speak on mental health. Now, as we know, and I have admitted... I know I've battled depression most of my life. But what you know, I'm the reverse of a lot of people that I know. I don't find it so depressing to be, quote unquote, stuck at home. I'm happy at home. I like being in my own space. I have plenty of things to occupy myself. I got video games. I got books. I got books to write. I got, you know, plenty of things to stream. And I'm okay being by myself. I'm Now, with the addendum that it is very weird for me not to be with my kids at this point. But I'm okay spending time at home alone. I don't get lonely to the point of... I just have to have somebody in my presence. So I invite somebody over that don't mean shit. Or that doesn't mean me well. Nah, I'm good. I'm not really missing, you know, I I miss not having to wear a mask. I'm not missing being out all the time. I am perfectly okay with being at home. I'm perfectly okay, you know, working on myself spiritually. 
working on my craft, working on any fucking thing else, it does not bother me the same way being at home that it bothers a lot of other people. And some people are just socializing. That's good. That's great. I get it. It's cool. Me personally, honestly, I think my mental health is better right now being at home than it's been in quite some time. I've been able to devote myself to different projects. I've been able to devote myself to the spiritual work, specifically the shadow work that needed to be done within myself, which is looking at some of the darker aspects of myself, realizing what those really are and trying to work my way through those. I'm doing a lot of that. I'm okay with that at this point. I don't find myself, my mood is not shifting. See, because I'm always in my own space and right now there is nobody else in my space, my mood doesn't really shift so much. If I'm mad, I have a legitimate reason to be mad. If I'm sad, I got a legitimate reason to be sad. If I'm happy, I got a legitimate reason to be happy. Otherwise, I'm just content. And I find that to be somewhat healthy. Not somewhat, it's very healthy. And it's very relieving, in a sense. Now, I do occasionally step out and I'll go, you know, visit friends or obviously I go to stores. Things like that. But I'm okay being by myself. And I mean that in multiple ways. I don't just mean physically being by myself. I'm okay being single. Would I eventually like to, you know, go back into the relationship field? Absolutely. But unlike some other people I know, I am not so pressed for a relationship that I will settle for someone that does not deserve me or someone that is going to abuse me mentally, physically, or emotionally. I'm not willing to settle for the devil I know because I'm scared of the devil I don't. I'm not willing to be in any situation that will ultimately make me unhappy. I'm not willing to be in a situation where I'm unwilling to come home or unhappy when I come home. I want to, I have learned that it is better to always have peace in my home. So that means I can't come home to a motherfucker that's causing chaos and disruption. I will not be like some of the other people I see where I settle because I'm just so tired of no one being in the bed next to me. Look here. Some of y'all need to get a damn body pillow or, you know, do like I do. Or just throw some shit on the side of your bed that you don't sleep on. Trust me, you won't feel so, so alone at night because there's weight on the other side of your bed. It doesn't bother me to sleep alone. And when I do clear my bed entirely off, it still doesn't bother me. But some of y'all need to get damn body pillows. Hell, I mean, if you want to get kinky with it, go get a damn blow-up dog. Go get you something so that, you know, that, that loneliness at night is not getting to you so damn much that you go and settle, go get back into a relationship and settle for a motherfucker that don't really love you. For someone that wants to possess you. I don't want someone that wants to possess me. That views me as a possession. I damn sure don't want someone that's trying to control every aspect of my life that's worried, that's so worried about what I do that every single thing I do, every time I leave the house, it's an accusation. 
I've been down that road and I don't want to do that shit anymore. I'm too old. I'm too old and been through too much to actually allow myself to go through that shit again. But I'm sitting and I'm watching certain friends that just, oh, you must like the chaos and the disruption. I don't fucking, no, I'm good. And some of y'all, you know, look at somebody just on Facebook and be like, you know what? They seem to have a really good relate. Look here. Facebook is Facebook, motherfucker. It's social media. It is what you want to put out there. So unless they want to put their whole life story up there like this is reality fucking TV, you're only going to see the good shit or the funny shit. You're not going to see the really bad shit. Now, that's for those of us that are supposed to be the close friends. And we as the close friends are sick of seeing y'all shit. I can't do what they do. Now, if that's what you choose to do, fine. But it, I, I'm going to distance myself. I need more people to think along the lines that I do that are more, you know, comfortable with themselves and comfortable and content to be by their damn selves and not just settle for whoever comes along for the sake of having someone. That's a bit of a problem. And it's, it's, it's a fucking weird problem, to be honest, to me. I, I don't. I'm never going to get it. But for me, now I'm content where I am and then I know what I have to work towards. So I know that I'm going to move in the next few months. I'm staying in Arizona. I'm not, I'm not moving back home. But I do need a bigger place because I intend to start fostering again and they need their own rooms. That's kind of a requirement. I know as far as my writing goes, what I'm working on, I'm still working on my, my next book in the Dragon Hunter series. I'm working on the Adonis book. and It's going to take a little bit, but it'll be done sometime this year. I know, you know I'm still intending to keep up the podcast here, which is why I'm recording tonight. And I'm going to continue to grow this and branch it out and you know, at some point, we're going to have more interviews on here. So, as I always like having guests, and sometimes it'll be just like it is tonight where I just need to talk. I have a lot of things that I want to work towards and build towards, and I just refuse to allow someone to enter my life and set me back out of this desire to have someone. I can rate for the right someone whose goals and aspirations align with mine. Rather than be with somebody just because I'm lonely and maybe they got a little bit of money. And, you know, financial stability is important. But if your financial stability comes with we cussing and arguing and fighting all the damn time, I'd rather be with the broke one that's trying but emotionally keeps me level than the one that's got more money than I got, but is just chaos embodied. I'm good. Just my two cents worth on it. Okay, so now to um, kind of 
go into a couple of other topics that were suggested kind of in short form. They were suggested as whole show topics, but at this point I feel that it'd be better to just go ahead and address them in short form as short as I ever get here anyway. So next thing I'm going to address, I was asked to talk about how to deal with a child questioning their sexuality. Um, and I'm going to shorten this as much as I can, considering I actually had this debate off air, um, just to kind of get my thoughts wrapped around it. Here is my thing. Um, the best way that I see to handle a child question their sexuality is simply to be supportive. Let the child know that you, you know, are there and you're available for them to talk to, be willing to listen to them and i mean your job as a parent is kind of help to help them learn and work through things so if they're questioning and let's face it sometimes you know with kids they can mistake you know love for a person for a friend that's just they're really close to and maybe you know let that turn into a bit of a crush sometimes that crush lasts sometimes it doesn't the best advice I can give is simply to be supportive and understanding in this, you know, and like I said, listen and let them know that you're able to listen. I do not recommend, and I, this is me personally, so don't sue me for none of this shit, but I do not recommend ever shutting them completely down. I do not recommend telling them something like, well, you're too young, because then there is a qualifying question that's stuck in their mind of well, when, what age is old enough for me to ask questions? I feel like if they're at the point where they're willing, if they're comfortable enough to come to you, you want to maintain that comfort. And shutting them down, in my experience, tends to make them less likely to come tell you when something is wrong or something is different or to ask you questions, they go somewhere else to find it that they feel will be more accepting. Now, there are some people that disagree with me, and I don't care. That That's how you raise your kids. It's ultimately up to you. But since I was asked for my input on this particular topic, that's how I would address it. You know, ask some questions, and you can probably figure out something they can if it's just, okay, this is their best friend, and they love being around them not necessarily a romantic interest, or maybe there is a romantic interest and you have to kind of guide them properly on how to handle this. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, what if they're like too young? Well, we're not too young to decide, uh, you know, technically who we're attracted to. So I say be willing to have the conversation. If you are not willing to have the conversation, well, shit's going to get rocky. And I just find it better overall to let them talk it out and ex explore it in a healthy way rather than try to shut them down, tell them they're too young, tell them anything like it's immoral or they're going to hit, or which obviously I personally don't believe, but also just I find that to be ineffectual as shit. Um, so that's my take on that one. Kind of short. Didn't really have much to go on long form in that one. That's just my standpoint on that particular question. Um, I will address some some other questions that I had not gotten around to. 
of course, I'm always asked to comment on the political landscape or whatever, because I guess you people love to hear me rant. And here's my thing. I've said before that I really don't want to make my show political. I don't, in, I don't want to have to sit and research more than I already do things that are going on in the world to present them in a way. I don't want to have to fucking quote sources. I'm not really a news show. Um, so when I'm asked to comment on the shit at the Capitol or I'm asked to comment on Donald Trump's impeachment or any of that crap, I'm going to kind of as usual, be fairly short and to the point with how I address it. Donald Trump deserves what he, what, you know, to, how do I put this? Fuck him. He deserves to be impeached. He deserves, even though he's no longer in office, to be, be assured that he can never run for office again and that he does not retain any of the benefits that the president of the United States gets when they are no longer president. So all that pension, the Secret Service uh, protection details and all that shit, he doesn't deserve that. Fuck him and the horse he rode in on. Okay. In case you're wondering where I stand politically, I thought I made this clear, but I keep getting questions about it. So there you go. Fuck him. As far as the riots, all of them that are getting, you know, that are in jail or getting locked up, getting charges pressed, all of them got what the fuck they deserve. The only thing that pisses me off is the little shaman fucker who went on a hunger strike because they didn't have uh, organic food and they caved in and fucking gave it to him. It's jail, jackass. It's not a fucking luxury hotel. And then I saw something about him saying, oh, it's against his religion to eat non-organic food. Well, it's against our religion to commit attempted murder. Or, you know, it's it's kind of against the law for you to do what you did any damn way if you don't want to hit it from the religious aspect. So I really don't give a shit what your religion is. Prison isn't supposed to be comfortable. It isn't supposed to make you feel good. It isn't supposed to... You're not supposed to get high-end fucking food. You ain't, you, you're ain't. you in jail, jackass. You shouldn't be eating higher-end food than the rest of us do. Just saying. So for those that asked me to comment on those little events, that's my comment on it. As far as President... Joe Biden, so far he's living up to a lot of his promises, and that's pretty much all I can really say on it. I'm not going to go into the big debate on the stimulus payments, how big they need to be. I'm definitely, no, I'll speak on the minimum wage thing, because that was asked to me too. Um, I don't see why the hell $15 an hour is so astronomically high for, for minimum wage to you people. I don't see why it offends certain people and those that say stupid shit like, oh, well, does the guy flipping your burgers at McDonald's deserve $15 an hour? Absolutely. Want to know why? Because they got to put up with your dumb smug ass when you come through their drive-thru and you probably that jackass that wants to order, you know, a 10-piece nugget and get like 40 sauces and wonder why they start charging you for the sauces and then you cuss them out. Yes. The person flipping our burgers deserves a damn fifteen dollars an hour. Why? Cause we got to eat, asshole. The janitor definitely deserves fifteen dollars an hour. To those that say that that puts them up close to what our teachers make, and should they really be making the same as our teachers? I find it funny how your solution, instead of raising the teachers' pay, which they really definitely deserve, and all of y'all should understand how much more they deserve it now that you have spent almost a year at home with your fucking demon seeds and understand what their teachers have to go through on a daily basis that you only have to put up with for a few hours in the evening and at night when they go to bed and on the weekends. 
But y'all were are quick to say something along the lines of, oh, well, they should make the same as teachers. No, they should. No, not necessarily. Teachers should make a lot more than they do. Um, as far as anything else goes with the stimulus payments and all that, look, I, I got my check and I'm, I certainly applied it to bills and things that need to be paid. And it's, I'm going to do the same with the next one and any other subsequent ones they give us until they stop fucking giving them. I don't see what the big debate is. I don't see what your bitching is. And I saw one particular person that bitched and complained because they said, well, Biden promised $2,000 checks. No, dumbass. He promised when they gave the $600 ones to make up the $2,000. That's what he said. That's what he did. That's what he put through. That's what they're trying to pass and get out to us. Shut the fuck up. My th and the reason that I said it in that way is because the particular person that, that I saw that said something about it is somebody that just really hates Biden to the point of they have to try and criticize everything they do. And I'm all for criticizing a motherfucker when they're in the wrong. But make sure that your criticism ho holds weight. And criticism doesn't hold weight if you just hate them so much that you pick and chose what you wanted to hear instead of paying attention to what he said from day one. Beyond that, I'm also going to say to, uh, you know, the people bitching over that are trying to maintain the conspiracy theories of Trump didn't lose the election. Yes, the fuck he did. And technically, I'm going to be a bigger asshole to remind you that technically he's lost twice. And if you're asking how did he lose the first time, he didn't exactly beat Hillary Clinton because he lost that bitch by two or three million votes in the popular vote. Just because he won the electoral vote, which is a fucked up ass system anyway, technically he's lost by popular vote twice. And then, to make matters worse, really Joe Biden's kind of beat him a few times. It's like he beat him fair and square. Then you kind of got beat in each one of your court cases. Face it, you fuck with you lost. And those that are screaming, oh, no, he didn't. Yo, yes, fuck he did. That's my stance on that. It's pretty much as far as I'm really willing to go in the direction of politics. So now I'm going to get to something else everyone wants to ask me about. I keep getting requests to watch wrestling and review it and here is my point of view on this and i have addressed it before but i'm gonna address it in a different way i despise the wrestling product of today if i were going to watch there are at least bits and pieces of wwe's product that i can watch and deal with i think AEW is the drizzling shits Impact is the worst hot garbage I think I've ever seen in my life at this point now because it's too much. It's it's too Lucha Underground, which is not was never wrestling. It was a fucking it, it, it was a TV show. It was a sci fi TV show. If motherfuckers get murdered and come back and it, it's never spoken of in a, in a metaphysical sense is literally no, no. This motherfucker died on air, got shot, whatever the fuck and came back six months later. It's stupid. Okay, so Impact Wrestling sucks. ROH, kind of somewhat impressed with uh, that they continue to chug on and are consistent with what they do and what they're able to do. And the only issue I really have with them is they are only ever going to cater to the niche audience that they've always had. But likewise, AEW may be bigger, but it's the same thing. They only cater to the niche audience that they have and they are doing nothing to expand. Say Impact, their niche audience got way fucking smaller, honestly. 
but they have a niche audience. And that's okay. But their product is the shits to me. ROH, I could watch. I've seen some pretty good clips and some pretty good wrestling matches from them lately because they just decided to make it a little bit more sports-like, which is what I enjoy seeing in wrestling. I'm disappointed that the NWA is not doing anything. I'm disappointed that with the loss of uh, Dave Lagana, it seems like the NWA doesn't know what the fuck to do. I am disappointed that Billy Corrigan did not have enough of a plan himself to be able to carry on after him because the NWA was the one wrestling product that was a wrestling product that I could legitimately watch and be entertained by when it was running power before the pandemic. I was watching it every week as it debuted faithfully. And now I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's the one product that had my type of wrestling. It was wrestling. It wasn't too over the top. You had people that you understood were main event, people that you understood are going to be fucking mid-carters, people that are tag teams. You had your women, that you had those that could go and those that could talk and probably weren't the greatest, but it, you had what you needed and it was wrestling. When And it wasn't too long. Less than an hour long. Like, I, I can deal with that type of show. AEW, everything in WWE... It, impact too fucking long and, and not enough to hold my interest and with the nwa going i just don't find myself having the urge to watch wrestling i did not watch the royal rumble i checked the results i am just interested enough as a lifelong fan to read results and i was okay with the rumble winners i was happy as fuck that drew mcintyre beat goldberg i you didn't really give a shit about the Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens match. I, and I heard there was a major fuck up, but I knew Reigns was going to win it and I'm okay with it. I just didn't give a shit. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm good with Sasha Banks retaining. I didn't really give a fuck about the women's tag titles because all of the teams in there are just randomly thrown together. And the teams that they had that were legit teams, they've split the fuck up and I don't understand why. Then again, yes, I do, because Vince McMahon hates tag teams. So even though he gave us women's tag belts, it's pretty much a here, shut the fuck up type of thing. Um, I don't remember what the fuck else was on that card, and I really don't care. I was okay. I am more than happy that Bianca Belair won because I actually love her. You know, I, I will watch some shit for her. I will watch a promo for her. I will watch a match with her. She is amazing. And... Unlike a lot of you other people, I'm okay with Edge winning the Rumble as long as Orton does not get either fucking belt so that I have to watch them two at WrestleMania again. I know they thought that their first two matches were really good. I thought the first one was too damn long. The second one was overhyped and not nearly as good as they thought it was. So I'm good with never seeing Edge versus Orton ever again. I'm also good with never seeing Orton as a champion. So, but I will also state this. Since it's in such demand for me to review wrestling, and I'll be nice about it. I will review whichever fucking product I am asked to review if you've hit the donate button. If you are donating, if you got the monthly donation set at whatever the fuck level from here on Anchor so that 
the show is being supported in that way. If I get a couple of subscriptions, enough to cover what it would cost for me to get Sling TV so that I can watch fucking AEW and WWE's bullshit, and I'll even throw in ROH, I'll throw in an MLW, and you're fucking pushing it if you ask me to watch Impact, but we'll see what I can do. But there has to be some subscriptions there. But if I'm not seeing some additional subscriptions on that one, I'm going to have to give it a cold, hard pass on me regularly reviewing wrestling. Now, if you just have one particular show, then you use the one-time donate button on the website, and I'll make that one happen. Because, you again, somebody had to cover the cost of me having to, you know, find a way to watch all this shit. I don't have cable. I don't have Sling TV. I don't intend to get either if, if, I'm, pay, if I'm the one that's got to pay for it. So, I don't want to review wrestling, but if there are donations and, and subscri- monthly subscriptions, at that point, I would consider it. But only at that point. All right. Now, to move on a little bit more, um, writing-wise, I don't have a timeline yet for the next book release because I'm not done damn writing it yet. I am making my way through the next book of the Dragon Hunter series, which is at this point just titled Adonis. And I don't see any reason to change it because it's his book. I'm not going to give any spoilers on how his book is going to work. I will only say this. It does not take place in the past. He has his own story. And I had to craft it in a certain way in order to make it work. But that's pretty much all I'm going to give for the readers on that one. I will also say this. There is a certain character that some people have as a favorite who, of course, has not settled down. He is not married despite having multiple children, multiple lovers, has not settled down. Well, as I was writing on Adonis's book, this particular character's uh, partner happened to come up. So the next book after Adonis's book in the Dragon Hunter series will be Jarrell's book. But I'm not telling you who the hell he's fated to end up with because that'd be giving away too much. I know who it is, and I figured it out as I was writing the story. That's all I'm going to give. Now, as for the Coven series, um, I had started writing on the third book, and that, yes, that series is not done. I'm not done with those witches. I'm not done with Taryn, Cian, Dion. Um, I'm not done with Talus. I'm just not fucking done. If you're asking yourself after the end of Sunder how... That's the whole point. Um, that book will also be continued at some point this year. And I would not, if I were you, be surprised if both of them dropped within a similar time frame. Not right at the same time, but within a couple months of each other. I can foresee that happening. I have been quite inspired as of late um, 
mainly because I've had quite a bit more time to myself than I normally do. I'm home a lot, and I'm okay with that. But because I'm here, that gives me time to, you know, focus on the writing, focus on meditation, focus on spirituality, tarot readings, um, you know, just and focusing on the shadow work within myself and all that. So I've had time to get some things done and still manage to make time for video games. I will not have this luxury for very long, and I know I won't because I'm going to begin fostering again. Speaking of which, I'm going to go ahead and touch on that subject too. I have been in touch with all of my children within the past few weeks, including the oldest. I know the oldest is being fucking stupid still and doing really dumb shit and there's not much I can do to help that one. Um, I will tackle that particular problem when I absolutely have to. When he reaches out for help, then he and I will have some further discussions. At this point, I'm just going to sit back and watch him be a dumbass. My middle child is struggling. My 14-year-old my is struggling very much with the being in a residential, being cut off from everyone, not having visitors on a regular. He was under, you know, um, quarantine for for basically two months straight at the end of last year. And I'm 1,400 miles away. He There are problems with, you know, his sister being able to come see him. I don't even know the extent of those problems at this point. I only know surface level shit that I'm not going to share here, but enough to know he hasn't seen her in quite some time. And there's not very many people there that can go see him, so it's a little rough for him. My youngest child um, is struggling with his behaviors, but his situation thus far has not really changed yet. He is still in the same place, not with his uh, biological sperm donor, Um and I don't foresee that fucking changing. I know that they were still, as of last I talked to him, intending to move him from the foster home that he's in. But I have not heard anything, you know, like terminating his parents' rights so that I can go adopt him. And yes, I am keeping my ear to that situation simply because when they do terminate their rights, I intend to go get my child. If they don't, and if somehow he makes it back to one of the biological parents, which would probably be the father, I guess, because, I mean, both of them are kind of equally fuck up, so it's hard to really call, then I will keep in touch as best I can. But at this point, I don't foresee that happening. I think at some point, some point, hopefully this year, the judge will reach their breaking point with all of it and just go through with it so that we can, I can go get him and, you know, bring him here and get him acclimated and continue, you know, building him as I was building him before I left. And furthermore, I am going to foster here. I discovered that Arizona is an asshole state and is going to require me to go through all of the shit that I got. I had to do to get licensed in Missouri. I have to redo in Arizona which the background checks and fingerprinting I was comfortable with and expected. I did not expect to have to go through all of the training classes as if I'm new to fostering entirely. But that's what I have to do. So once I move 
into my next apartment that'll be bigger, then I will, you know, sign up and go ahead and get the classes rolling and there will be more children added to the lineup of them. And that will be that. So I think we've gone on long enough in this particular hodgepodge of topics. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Now y'all know how to reach me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Draco's Den. All spelled the same way the podcast is or on my website at dracosden.com. Feel free to go there if you just want to send a donation to help out the show or if you have suggestions, feedback, commentary, whatever. Website is probably the best way to do it because I get all those notifications come through on my email and I can respond and sort them in a way so that I can more accurately address them. And of course, you always have that voice uh, message option here on the Anchor version of the podcast. Beyond that... I'm going to go ahead and sign off here, and I'm hoping that everyone is still staying safe in these COVID-ridden times. I don't know what the next show will be about quite yet. It might be another mix of topics, because I kind of like that idea. But until next time, stay safe, everybody. Thank you.